You're listening to a Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual harmony, It's summertime in the city, as everyone knows. Summer's winding down, back to school soon. And as I bike around town on my bike, because I don't know how to drive because I'm really that virtuous, I'm reminded of a letter I got long ago at Savage Love that I wanted to share with all my fellow cyclists who might be out there listening. A long time ago, I got a letter from a guy who confessed that he had this fetish for uh, watching people drink his urine, but nobody would sleep with him because he was kind of, I don't know, uh, perhaps unattractive or he didn't roll this out well. You know, it's all in the presentation when it comes to a kink like that. You really got to be insanely charismatic and charming about it, like rom-com charming, or you got to look like Brad fucking Pitt, right? It's a high bar to clear. So anyway, frustrated after years of not being able to talk to anybody or pay anybody into drinking his urine, he he, he hit upon a solution. And I, 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 the texts of the Street, kind of who are also cyclists, are against me even sharing this, lest I encourage copycat criminals. But I think people need to know that this guy is out there. So what he would do is he would hang out in places where there are lots of cyclists and watch people ride up, and then if he saw somebody attractive. Uh, and all cyclists, of course, are by very definition attractive, whose bike had a water bottle on it that they left with the bicycle, just left in the little water bottle shaft shimmy thing. He would steal it while that cyclist was off doing whatever that cyclist was doing, top off the water with his own urine, give it a shake, and then return the water bottle to the bike. And then watch when the cyclist came and took off. And hopefully his big thrill was if the cyclist took a sip before they rode off. Anyway, I'm choosing to open the show with that anecdote because it's summer and I'm riding my bike. We could be talking about Prop 8 in California, Judge Walker's opinion declaring Proposition 8 unconstitutional because holy shit, gays and lesbians are actually citizens and entitled to equal protection under the law. Who could have thunk it? But the best thing, just a quick word about Prop 8. Really, we're a little out of the gate here with the Prop 8 commentary, so I'm not going to belabor it. I'd rather talk about guys peeing in water bottles because that really is my portfolio. The must-see TV of the season, the reaction to Prop 8, was David Boys on Face the Nation with lying douchebag Tony Perkins of the Family Research Council. And Boys called Perkins a liar to his lying face. Because Perkins sat there and claimed, made all sorts of bullshit assertions, and boys just said junk science and lies. And those are lies. It's not true. Uh, you got to watch this video. It is brilliant. Uh, thank God for David Boys. And, of course, Ted Olson, the other plaintiff – or the other uh, lawyer rec- uh, representing the plaintiffs in the, the Prop 8 case was on Fox News and he kicked Fox News' ass – and suggested that maybe uh, Fox News, of course, asserting the religious right, the conservative argument that, the, you know, the voters of California spoke and the will of the voters must be respected, even if it violates the Constitution, which, you know, the Constitution exists. The Bill of Rights exists to protect minorities from 
the tyranny of the majority. It carves out certain parts of our lives as beyond the reach of legislatures and voters and says these are these are inalienable rights that we all possess. And Olson on Fox News suggested that perhaps Fox News should contemplate their right to free speech being put up to a public vote. And maybe that would help them uh, put this in perspective. Anyway, Prop 8, you should watch those videos. David Boyes on Face the Nation with Tony Perkins and Ted Olson on Fox News with douchebag Chris Wallace. But really, and most importantly in the wake of Prop 8, you should carry your water bottle in with you after you lock your bike. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash savage today for details. This podcast is brought to you by Hump, the Pacific Northwest's only amateur porn festival, hosted by Dan Savage. Make porn, win big prizes. For more information on submitting your film, go to thestranger.com slash hump. Hi, Dan. I work with this this man. I just started this job. The second day I worked with him. It's at a restaurant. I'm a server. He's a bartender. Uh, you know, the, the whole day we, we had been having sexual banter back and forth, um, a little bit of flirting. But he has a girlfriend. He We were talking about relationships and sex and all this, and he's telling me as a girlfriend, he's thinking about breaking up with her, talking about my relationship with this guy who I'm, I've just been recently seeing, mostly just fucking. He asked me if I want to go out for a beer uh, to talk more. So we go out for a beer. We have two beers at this bar. He was talking about how he used to have a masturbation problem, like he was very addicted to masturbation. And he said he used to, and now it's fine. So also in the conversation, we talked about his penis and how it was eight inches. So anyways, we're done. We walk out. He's like, hey, let's go for a walk. And I said, okay. And I was kind of like, you know, why? And he said, I want to show you my cock. And I said, okay, well, there's a tree right over there. Why don't you show it to me over there? In uncomfortable situations, I get a little sarcastic. So anyways, instead of going by this tree, we go to an alleyway. And we walk a few feet into the alley. Um, He finds a little nook in between two garbage cans. I probably should have walked away at that point, but I didn't. And so he pulls out his cock. Yes, it's eight inches. Looks nice. And then he just starts rubbing it. And he's asking me a few questions like, can, I, can he touch my breast? I say, no, you can't. I was saying, this is ridiculous. Why are we here? And then he asked me, well, we can do this in the car, can't we? We can go to my car. And I said, no, you know, I don't want to do this in an alley. I don't want to do it in a car. So we just kept on jacking off. And then a rat ran by. And I was like, oh, this is really ridiculous. So... But he just kept on jacking off. I I couldn't move. I didn't really know what to do. Um, So I said, how long is this going to take? He's like, oh, it won't take that long. I was like, good. It better not. And then I said, I hope that you're a little bit longer during sex. You know, it doesn't take you such a short time. And he said, no, I can go for longer. And then he said, why don't we have sex tomorrow? And, you know, I sort of laid my elbow against one of the garbage cans, put my head against my uh, my hand and said, yeah, that would be great. Let's do that. Let's have sex tomorrow. Yeah, you know, um, maybe the afternoon would be the best for me. Definitely afternoon. I can fit that into my schedule. And so he said, yeah, I'll text you. And then he came, put his cock back, 
we walked uh, out of the alleyway to my bike, and I said, you're fucking crazy and super weird. And he said, I know, that was classic, wasn't that? The rat going through the alley? Classic. And I was thinking, yeah, classic. This happens all the time. He hugged me. He said, I have a safe ride home. We parted our ways. He didn't call me the next day, which I was grateful for. But my question is, I'm going to work with him every Sunday for the entire day, and I'm wondering exactly how to, how to talk to him. I mean, I felt awkward, but it seemed like he didn't have an issue with any of it. Um, you know, I'm wondering if, it, if it's a masturbation issue or what, 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 what's going on and how to approach him with it. Do I just straight up tell him I felt really uncomfortable, don't ever do that again? Um, I don't want to hang out with you or, you know, ignore him. I'm not exactly sure. And so I just wanted to uh, get your advice on that. Hello? Hey, it's Dan Savage. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Dan? I'm very good. Good. I'm calling to talk to you about that 8-inch penis. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping Hold you... I'm hoping I have you to t- find... <laughs> Hold on a second. I just have to find a room to go and talk about that in. Okay. You don't want to talk about it in the alley? Right. I don't want to talk about it in the alley. How about behind that tree over there? <laughs> I tell you what, why don't you and I just huddle here behind this 8-inch penis and talk about it? <laughs> Maybe some garbage cans. <laughs> okay. I'm good. There are no rats here, but you never know what's going to fall out of the tech right. at risk youth's dreads. <laughs> Do you, did you at any time want to fuck this guy? Were you were you uh, tempted? It sounds like you're both in relationships that you know aren't with people you want to be with forever. I just want to establish what exactly was going on. Whether you were being the you know the girl you were socialized to be, always polite, deferential, not say a direct uh, no to a man, or if you know when he it was clearly steering the conversation in a sexual direction, you went there, including into the alley, including suggesting to him when he asked if you wanted to see his penis, a place where he could show it to you. Right. If you were doing all that because you were slightly interested, a little tempted, or were you just, think, or were you just no, like succumbing was, to the I was, pressure? I think I was slightly interested. I knew it. Before. The tech savvy at youth are practically ready to like get you a rape counselor. And I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. She wanted to see his no. dick. Some part of her wanted to see his dick, and then the situation kind of got a little right. out of control. Right, I just didn't want to see it. I just didn't want to see it in that context. In the context of a, of a, a, a dirty alley with rats. Right, with a rat. <laughs> That's where you and I part ways. I don't know. For some reason, I had um, a bit of an issue with it. You know, but once he whipped it out, obviously, um, I would rather do that in, you know, my own home. Mm-hmm. Or so, else. it's not an alleyway. Okay, but then know. you Do said I have an alleyway complex. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. You know, it was squalid enough without a squalid location. You know, it was dirty and disgusting enough. A sort of, you know, walk on the wild side without rats scurrying over your feet. Right. Uh, so I can see why that would tip it. Oh, you tip it into like super fucked up, awkward column. Right. Yeah, that's what I did. But, but then, you, you know, know he, it sounds like like I'm the one who followed him. Also, and well, you not only followed him, you prompted him. Like just your yeah. the way you recount the story. Every step of the way, it sounds like 
I mean, I can't judge his personal demeanor and how threatened you felt. That's why I'm calling you. But it sounds right. like every step of the way he obtained your explicit consent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except, but but I didn't really, I you, agree with that, except for him taking his penis out. He said, I want to show you my dick. And you said, how about behind that tree over there? Well, yeah, except I was being very sarcastic. That is that is that not a time work. for sarcasm when somebody when some masturbation <laughs> addict horn dog offers to show you his dick. That is no time for irony or sarcasm or malapropism or anything else. That that calls for a I'd rather not or save it oh, for okay. later. Fair enough, fair enough. You okay. know, he obviously was benefiting from, you know, cultural bullshit that trains women to be deferential to men, whether he was consciously or subconsciously exploiting you and benefiting from that undertow. He did benefit from it, and he did kind of exploit you, maybe, but I don't think he can be faulted more than 20 or 30 percent because he very clearly, you know, he was like, do you want to? And every step of the way, and when you said you didn't want him to touch you, he didn't try to touch you. When you didn't, you didn't make you didn't try to have you touch his penis. Where you drew lines, he stood behind them. Right. That's fair. The question now is, the question now is, what do you do the next time something like this comes up? Right. No irony, no malapropism straight out. But you know what? I think if something like this came up again, you'd, one of the things, you know, the culture says women have to be deferential to men. The culture also right. says to women, you're not allowed to have dirty fantasies or dirty sexual experiences or want to do anything mm-hmm. really skeezy because then you're a bad girl. So you need to own it. If some part of you enjoyed this, just like it's okay for you to own the right to say no, it's okay for you to own right. the right, right to every once in a while in your young life have a skeezy sexual experience. I don't okay. want to tell you to go out there and be a good girl. Right. I, and it doesn't sound like you're interested necessarily in being a good girl, because I think you wanted to fuck the dude. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that I, yes. I think that you made plans to fuck him the next day, and then he didn't call. No, he didn't call, but... Bastard. He called the day after that. I know, right? <laughs> Fucking asshole. No, um, he called the day after that, but I did not talk to him. I didn't pick up the phone. Have you seen him at work again yet? Yeah, I've seen him at work. And so how have you handled that? We joked around about the situation. Perfect response. Because if he's so, if he's any sort of type of guy who gets off on humiliating a woman or putting a woman in a situation that later she feels really remorseful and skeezy about, mm-hmm. you don't want to let him. You know, if that was it, you being shy, quiet, obviously embarrassed, right. unable to address it with humor or anything else, then he wins. You know, if that's his trip, and I don't think that's necessarily his trip, but there are guys out there there, that's their trip, where they exploit a woman's inability to say no or, you know, less likelihood to say no and be assertive, get her into a situation where, you know, she feels really awful about it later and then gets a thrill out of, you know, seeing that play on her face, how, like, awful and embarrassed she is about what she was bullied into agreeing to do. But you, like, going to him and saying, ha, 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 nice dick asshole you know and I you know give him some rat chow yeah you give him a box of rat poison family in fact yeah give him a box of rat poison with a little bow on it for his next romance (laughs) 
that's the that's the you know that's a, a better response and uh, right. But you know, uh, do you want to fuck the guy? I do. I'm just you know I'm just having like conflict with it. Can, can you hold on for a second I while I say, wait 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 issue. wait? Can you hold on for a second while I say I told you yeah. so to the tech savvy at risk youth? I told you Good. bitches so. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Um. Yes. I do, but it's just, I mean, it's just a little bit complicated because I think that's where I don't want to be, you know, the bad person or the bad girl. Because you, you have a partner, you have a boyfriend right now. Right. And but it ain't working out. Has, it doesn't sound like you're too into the boyfriend you've got. We are, we've just started dating, mm-hmm. so maybe it would be a good time to have sex with the other guy since we just started. Do you have any for, sort of exclusive, explicit or implicit no, agreement? No, there's no exclusive ex. Then fuck the dude. Okay. If you want to fuck the dude, bearing in mind, of right. course, that he's that you'll do. be fucking the kind of dude who'll pull it out in an alley and beat off for a girl he's just met. Right. Right. So that's what you're signing up for. He right. ain't Prince exactly. Charming. He may not be boyfriend material, but which, which but but which is not to say that there aren't guys out there who've done incredibly skeezy things and there aren't really good, lasting, loving, supportive, wonderful relationships. That began in alleys with wanks. <laughs> Some have. Oh, such a good story. It would be a way you would tell your grandchildren about it one day. Right. Yeah, I don't know about the children thing, but yes, maybe. Your well-hung grandchildren you could tell right, about it one well-hung day. Right, my well-hung grandchildren. <laughs> okay, and you fuck... Well, if you want, If you want to fuck that boy with a condom on and in a place that isn't crawling with rats, please do. Yes, that would be great. You should, you are, it is your sexuality. Yes. And just the, the culture mau-mau's women into not saying no to men. It also mau-mau's women into not saying yes to themselves. Right. If this is what you want to do, do it. Do it safely. Do it ethically, above board. Tell him he's got to break up with his girlfriend. <laughs> Have a conversation with your boyfriend where you establish that it's not an exclusive relationship, dot, 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 right. yet, because there's this eight-inch dick at work I want to ride. You don't have to include that last bit. And then fucking go for it and call us back and tell us how it went. Okay. All right? Fair enough. I can do that. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is... And I'm really not kidding because I've read this book cover to cover three or four times. It's brilliant, very well written, uh, and, and written by a witness to the rise of the Third Reich, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich by William L. Shirer, which is like a 1,500-page tome on Nazi Germany. I want you to get your free audiobook downloads worth. The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich is 57 hours and 13 minutes. A fine beach listening. To get your free audiobook of your choice when you go to audiblepodcast.com slash savage today. Rise and fall of the third rec, my recommendation. That's again audiblepodcast.com slash savage for a free fifty seven hour download. Dan, long time listener, first time caller. Um, I kinda just wanted to call because like me and my best friend, we've been having sex with like two girls for a long time now. I mean definitely like lots of girls. Um, but, I mean, lately we've been kind of stepping it up to, like, you mean, oh, we've been, like, putting, like, one in her badge, one in her ass. 
Uh, more recently, we've been having like our our assholes look by her, and it's fun and all. And most recently, we put like both of our dicks in her ass, so we de-ate her, and it's fun. And but I'm I'm we're like we're best friends. We've never kissed before or done anything like that. But it's really hard now because I mean it seems like we're just that much closer. And I mean sometimes now when we're doing things like that, it's just. I don't know. I get like, I get like, I get even more aroused, and it's just when we're together, it's like that. I'm not really sure if I. I'd love to get some advice, Dan. You don't come right out and say it, so I'm going to put some words in your mouth before you can stuff your best friend's dick in your mouth. The problem here is that at some point you want to do this without the girl. That you and your best friend obviously share a sexual connection and uh, there is a degree of ongoing intimate physical contact between you twos. You're putting your dicks together in one butt. You're touching dicks. That's kind of gay. Even if you wrap a female ass around it, it's just a little gay though. You know, maybe you both obviously have a touch of the by perhaps, uh, and you're comfortable with each other sexually that, you can perform together. You can touch dicks while you're performing together. And if the problem is that you'd like to do this with him without her or you wonder where this is all headed, you really need to discuss this with your best friend. I've always operated under the principle that anyone that I can stick my dick in an ass with is someone I can talk to about anything. So hopefully you can talk with your best friend about what you've been doing, what it means, about sexual identity. Because a lot of straight guys couldn't do what you two are doing. Some straight guys can. And some straight, you know, a straight guy can have a walk on the wild side. A straight guy can have a bi affair. A straight guy can have a little gay sex in his life and still identify as straight and still be straight. Just like women can have a little uh, intimate contact with other women and nobody says, you're not really straight or you must be a lesbian. You guys, at least with each other at this point, should be comfortable enough to say, I'm not gay for anybody but you, but I'm clearly I'm a little gay for you. Just say that to him and see what he says. I can't imagine that it would spoil your good time. And I hope you're using lots of lube and I hope you guys uh, do something nice for the girls who let you put your dicks in their ass at the same time. Because <laughs> that really is above and beyond the call of just about everything. Hi. Um, my boyfriend would rather masturbate than have sex with me. He's actually said this in the past or something equivalent, but now he maintains that's not true. We've been together two years. Um, I just moved in with him. It's becoming sort of more of a problem because he used to be able to be by himself and do his normal routine, and now um, it just, like, I would want to have sex every day or twice a day if you wanted and um I think he feels threatened like I'm threatening his masturbation time um I know he he has performance anxiety and like issues about coming too soon or losing his erection and had trouble in the past and stuff and girls criticizing him and so I feel very empathetic to these issues and I've made a huge effort to say like to have bad sex or you know, just give him a blowjob or, like, it'd be great if he just wanted to, like, um, you know, hold me while I make myself calm, which he has done sometimes, but, um, I don't know. 
uh, I'm worried that that I can't really handle it anymore. And um, I don't know, he's called sex an ordeal, and he often says he's too tired. Um, and But he thinks he thinks there's no problem. Like, masturbation is normal, and I'm freaking out about it, and it's just become this horrible thing now, um, which is tormenting me. And anyway, um, please help me. So anything I can do, like... I don't know, like exercises we could do together or like something psychological that I'm not getting about him and and like his confidence or his like sense of himself. Like, and I feel like I'm not accessing, maybe people have said, you know, he, it sounds like he, he's got this fantasy thing going on with porn and, and he's having trouble relating that to real life or something. And it seems like that could be true, but I've, um, I've asked him to try and share that stuff and it, he showed me like porn that he likes, but it doesn't feel like, it feels like he wants to masturbate by himself and he doesn't want to do it with me. And I don't know. Before I get to your question, first a word to folks who may be listening who are like this woman's boyfriend and some of those folks may be men who prefer masturbation and solo sex over time with their partners, or maybe women who prefer masturbation or solo sex or no sex over sex with their partners. Listen to the pain in this woman's voice from the constant rejection that is her quote unquote sexual romantic relationship. That's not okay. That's not fair to do that to someone, to initiate a romantic relationship, an intimate relationship, boyfriend-girlfriend relationship or a boyfriend-boyfriend or girlfriend-girlfriend relationship, if you are not interested in or capable of or healthy enough or stable enough to be sexually intimate with that person. Coming into the relationship, that person has a reasonable expectation that you are presenting yourself as dating relationship material in part because you're interested in sex generally and interested in sex with them in particular. If you are not... Don't fucking date. Be alone. It might mean having to do your own fucking laundry. It might mean having to pay rent all by your fucking self. But that's just something you're going to have to shoulder on your own because it isn't fair to torture someone like this woman has been tortured. Now, addressing you, caller, your boyfriend's Maybe he's not attracted to you. Maybe he's not into sex. Maybe he's so fucked up sexually he's incapable of performing. Maybe your friend's theory is correct. Who the fuck knows? What we do know is that this relationship and this boyfriend are making you miserable. Get out. Dump the motherfucker already. Recognize what he's doing to you for what it is. Emotional and sexual violence really. And get the fuck out. You will be happier alone than you are with this guy. How could you not be happier alone? At least then you can live in hope of meeting somebody who isn't a piece of shit douchebag with some problem that he can't get over who makes you miserable. You can live in hope that you meet some better guy, some other guy. And in the interim, you can masturbate holding yourself. You can masturbate and have sex with somebody who treats you well. That would be you. He doesn't treat you well. 
But there's nothing you can do in a situation like this. It's not like you're doing anything wrong when uh, here. It's not like there's the right thing to say or the right sex act to propose or the right fix that you can impose uh, on his head and whatever the fuck is wrong with him. All you can do is leave, is bolt, is walk away. And I recommend that you do it and do it now. Hi, Dan. I'm a straight 25-year-old woman from Texas. I love the podcast. Uh, now, I've listened to all but the most like recent 10 um, episodes because I listened to them chronologically and I started listening um, too late. But anyway, I have a question. I don't think I've actually heard you directly address. Now, it's a theoretical question because you talk a lot about being GGD and you talk a lot about anal sex. And I want to know where you stand on the issue of does a woman have to be willing to have anal sex in order to be GGG? Now, I've done anal and I feel very take it or leave it about it. Um, luckily, I'm now with someone who prefers my pussy, uh, so that works out really well for me. But um, I know it's painful for a lot of women, and I don't can't think of anything that guys have to do that is as painful as anal sex is. And so I just want to hear you know, directly from you, what do you think? Where do you stand on do women have to be willing to do anal in order to be GGG? You know, there is something that guys can do and should have to do that's as painful as anal if they expect their girlfriends to do anal, and that is anal. Nothing focuses a guy's, straight guy's mind about using lots of lube and taking your time and being very considerate uh, better than knowing that he's next or he's first. No, I actually don't think that someone has to do anal to be GGG. Uh, I do think that people should be willing to give anal play, pleasure, stimulation a shot. Now, the problem with a lot of people who are experimenting with anal who don't know what the fuck they're doing is they want to go right from no anal ever to a dick in their ass slamming in and out until they ejaculate or their partner ejaculates. And that's kind of like going from an infant to a Lamborghini in a day. And you don't do that. You don't get your driver's license and a $250,000 car in a day. What you got to do is learn how to walk and then learn how to run and then learn how to ride your bicycle and then learn maybe how to, uh, you know, get your learner's permit and then get your driver's license and work your way up to the fucking Lamborghini. You got to work your way up to full bore anal. A lot of people who have had really negative experiences with anal and their asses have shut down, it's usually because they've rushed all the preliminaries. And by that, I don't mean just anal foreplay before fucking. I mean... All the anal stuff you can do besides fucking that you should really do in the run-up. And the run-up means a period of weeks or months uh, in most cases, not you know the half an hour before you want to get somebody into your butt or get into somebody's butt. So vibrators, uh, sloppy fingers, rimming uh, in the shower, all sorts of – things you can do where you're stimulating all those nerve endings and ladies your clitoral shafts you have a lot of clitoral tissues that are buried down there that you know when you pleasure a guy's taint you're pleasuring the root of his penis same thing kind of goes for the ladies you can put pressure and deliver sensations to uh the embedded clitoral tissues and the anus itself is covered with nerve endings it's very sensitive and if you can have orgasms while you're enjoying some sort of anal play and pleasure and stimulation that isn't about penetration and isn't goal-driven toward penetration, 
Then when you move on maybe to some penetrative play with butt plugs, with small toys, with fingers, you will gradually get there and you will be able to relax and enjoy anal stimulation. I famously said, infamously said, uh, my words have been twisted and used against me, that oral sex comes standard and any model that arrives without it should be immediately returned to the lot. I intentionally didn't include anal in that statement because I don't believe that's true. It's a higher bar to clear. Let's take the specifics of your case. You say you're with a guy now who digs your pussy and you've done anal in the past and you could take it or leave it. What I think in your situation, GGG would require, you know, if you were with a guy who anal was one of his favorite things or something he really, really liked, I think GGG, you know, if anal didn't leave you sobbing in the fetal position on the floor, but it just kind of left you indifferent and cold and loose for a little while, then that might be something you would treat him to every once in a while in a GGG uh, attitude sort of situation. And something he would treat you to because I think, again, it would focus his mind on your pleasure and your comfort if he knew he was next or first, as I like to say. But no, no, to answer your question, you don't have to be into anal. Final word, coming down from the mountain with the tablets, you do not have to consent to anal to be considered GGG. Uh, hi, Dan. I'm a uh, 48-year-old straight male, been married for 28 years, so same woman. Um, you know, kind of discovered your podcast um, oh, a couple of months ago, kind of been catching up on all the back issues, you know, and uh, it's been a real eye-opening. Um, you know, it kind of ended up giving me the courage to uh, kind of come out to my wife that I liked penal play, always have, always been ashamed of it since I was a little kid, um, and she's just not interested, and... Now I'm kind of like, okay, what do I do? Um, she says uh, she wouldn't mind if I brought, uh, you know, toys in and played with them myself while we were having sex, but she's really not into it. Um, you know, it's kind of an odd place now that I'm, you know, I guess uh, feel like I'm entitled to, uh, you know, my uh, sex life the way I like it, and I believe she should try and... Uh, you know, be game, and uh, according to her, she has no interior sex life that, uh, you know, plain vanilla sex uh, does it for her, and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I'm tired of feeling unfulfilled, I guess, and it's not just the anal thing, it's, uh, you know, the being able to be fully real with, you know, the one person in your life you, I believe, you should be able to be fully real with, um, I know it's been a long time coming, and it's kind of new for her, but any suggestions? I uh, appreciate it. Thanks. When you say, I like anal play, always have, uh, that leads me to believe that your early anal play was self-anal play, that you were playing with your own butthole. And you say your wife's just not interested, and I tried to call you, couldn't get through. I guess that means she's interested in you playing with her butthole, and perhaps she's not interested in playing with yours, but she did invite you to bring toys in and use them on yourself while you two are having sex. You need to take her up on that immediately. Go buy a butt plug, something, a look ma, no hands butt toy that you can 
set it and forget it. Set it in your ass and leave it there while you get busy doing whatever it is you do with the wipe, the normal vanilla stuff. This is your opportunity to role model for the wife how unthreatening anal play is, how undirty it is because you're going to make sure your butt is sparkling when you do this shit in front of her so you're not doing any shit in front of her. And then she may loosen up. But you're, if you haven't taken her at her word that she's so unthreatened by the idea of you playing with your own butt that it's not going to be a turnoff to her if you do that while she's there with you, you're an idiot. This is how you get the ball rolling. I think she's being very gracious and deserves some credit because she didn't say the idea of my husband being anally penetrated or any anal play at all is such a turn off. I won't do this. Da, da, da. She didn't really freak out. She did what I would expect somebody in a successful, thus far, 28-year-long marriage to do. She heard you. She said how she feels right now. And she suggested a really workable fucking compromise where you can both get a little of what you want. Or you can get a lot of what you want, depending on how big the butt plug is that you buy yourself, which you should buy yourself today. Hi, um, I am calling in response to podcast number 197. Um, My sweetheart and I were just listening to it, and we heard that poor sweet woman who said she can't find anyone else who's a lesbian who's going to grind with her, or she's having women tell her that's not what they're into. And um, we were listening, and we were just, like, crying out for her because we each had similar uh, concerns along the way, and then we found each other. And um, I love it when my sweetheart talks to me with her clit, and um, she loves the same. So I just want to let her know that we're out there, and hopefully that she'll be able to find another one just like us and live happily ever after. Hey, Dan, this is one 23-year-old lesbian giving a shout-out for my favorite way to get off dry humping. As you may or may not know, it's not just about the external stimulation. Uh, it's also influenced by the contraction of the abdominal muscles. All you ladies who have had an orgasm in the middle of the gym know what I'm talking about. Anyway, just wanted to let you know it's still popular in at least one place, my bedroom. Hey, Dan, I'm a 39-year-old lesbian from Oklahoma, sadly enough, and I just listened to episode 197. I wanted to talk to the girl that had a question about grinding and whether it's in or out. Um, I used to only be able to come that way, and now I'm with a partner that's, you know, expanded my boundaries, and I'm able to come a lot of ways, but it's definitely not out, um, and I don't know who these women are that have never heard of it. So um, grind away is what I say to that. And as far as the lesbians that are in and out of lesbianism, I'm as confused as you are with that. So love your show, Dan. Love you. Have a good one. Eight-inch dicks and rat-infested alleys to lesbian pussies grinding together in Oklahoma. You can't say we don't bring you the full spectrum of human sexuality here on the podcast week after week. Thank you very much, lesbians who called in to clarify the grinding thing. Now you can stop. We have about 80 more calls from lesbians about grinding that we weren't able to include uh, for time reasons. Not because we're trying to contribute to lesbian invisibility, God fucking forbid. And really, God fucking forbid. I think that lesbians should be completely visible I am opposed to cellophane lesbianism we're going to leave it there 206-201-2720 is the number give us a call with a comment or question for a future program 
You download us every week at thestranger.com slash savage. I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com where you can read the Savage Love Letter of the Day. Or better yet, you can read the Savage Love Letter of the Day on your phone by going to the Apple Store and buying the Savage Love app. Only a buck ninety nine makes a wonderful present. And you read my column, Savage Love, every week in alternative weekly newspapers all across the United States and Canada, including the Washington City Paper in Washington, D.C. 206-201-2720. That's the number. Give us a call. Me and the tech-savvy at-risk youth. We'll be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for downloading.